There, there we go. Welcome to our first midweek in this Advent season. During this Advent uh, time on Wednesday nights, we're going to be going through a series based off of the Gospel of John, specifically the first chapter. And it's a very interesting chapter. We're actually going this through it in the adult Bible class on Sunday mornings. I really encourage you, if you have not yet come, to do come to that because we're going even more in depth into that. It was a... something um, this is a series that was, that was prepared by a former seminary professor of mine. His name is Dr. Reed Lessing. Um, and so we're very, very happy to be able to use that as well. Uh, our, we have um, our children from our school tonight who will be singing a piece for us that's going to be happening right after the Old Testament lesson. Uh, and so why don't we begin with prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for this evening, and we thank you, Lord, that you have called all of us here. Lord, as we know that we are called by the gospel, we are called by your spirit. And Lord, we ask that you would uplift us in our heart, mind, and soul, Lord, and give us a zeal this evening, Lord, for your house of worship here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We begin with the invocation and the call to worship. Please stand. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. But the darkness has not overcome it. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only. Who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. From His fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law was given through Moses. Grace and truth come through Jesus Christ. First hymn is What Hope an Eden Prophesied. Hymn number 342.
say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us. Let us then confess our sins unto God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your presence and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. For the glory of your name. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our next hymn is Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, hymn 338. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come, that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. The Old Testament lesson for this evening is taken from Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. 
And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. The second lesson for this evening is taken from Hebrews chapter 1. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he, had pri- after, he had provided pur- after he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the, in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. We recite together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Apostles' Creed, as it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. 
our next hymn is Christ the Word of God Incarnate, hymn three, er, 540, hymn 540.
skeptical when someone says that, when they give us their word. Why is that? Because we live in a world of broken promises, empty vows, pledges made only to be forgotten, assurances given then ignored. Words can be spoken with great fanfare. I'll always love you. We're BFFL, best friends for life. Counts on me until death do us part. But words can be autumn leaves and October's wind. That's why we're a bit squeamish when someone says, You have my word. It's sad that we are going to work our way through John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18, and God's biggest promise in John's introduction to his gospel is this You have my word. John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. John chapter 1, verse 14 says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Okay, to sum up, we're talking about John chapter 1. Okay, here we go. (laughs) John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. John chapter 1, verse 14 says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. If John's first 18 verses are about anything, they're about the Word, God's Word. God's Word, who specifically is Jesus Christ. We have God's Word. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18 provides both a summary of John's themes and is also the lens through which we are to read everything John writes in his Gospel. Here is an overview of these verses. First of all, Jesus is the Word. God makes himself audible. God is not silent. He speaks. God is audible. Secondly, Jesus is the life. God makes himself tangible. God is not a vague thought or an abstract idea, but he is tangible. Jesus is the light. God makes himself visible. God is not detached or hidden in darkness. No, he is visible. Jesus is the Son. God makes himself knowable. God is not a mystery to solve. No, he is very knowable. And so what does it all mean? It means that because of Jesus, the word, we can hear, experience, see, and know God. Today's focus is Jesus is the word. God makes himself audible. The word is connected to creation. In the beginning was the Word, according to verse 1. In the beginning takes us back to our Old Testament lesson that we just read from Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 further connects us to the Word. Jesus, with Genesis 1, because John uses the words life, light, and darkness. 
For, for example, in Genesis 1, verse 3, God says, Let there be light, and there was light. Your words can't do that. Neither can mine. But God's can. And God's word does. God's word is connected to creation. In fact, God's word created creation. Consider more verses that extol the power of God's word. According to Joshua chapter 21, not one word of all the good promises that the Lord made has failed. According to Isaiah chapter 40, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. According to Isaiah chapter 55, my word will not return to me empty. According to Psalm 119, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Here's the point. The most powerful force in the world is God's word. God's word called Abraham from Ur in the land of the Chaldeans. He spoke to Moses from a burning bush, gave manna and quail in the wilderness, thundered from Sinai, and spoke to Elijah in a still, small voice. God's word even made dry bones come to life and stand on their feet, a vast army. Just ask Ezekiel. God said it, and that settles it. Faith believes it. We have his word. The word is connected to God. According, again, to verse 1 of John chapter 1, the Word was God. God's powerful creating Word is more than just an utterance or an idea or a combination of letters. The Word was God. The Word is God. The Word is Jesus. Jesus is not a junior partner with God. Jesus is not the vice president of the universe, no. Jesus is 100% fully, actually, really God. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, God tells Moses, I am who I am. To prove that Jesus is this God, the God, John, records seven I am statements of the Savior. In John 6, I am the bread of life. In John 8, I am the light of the world. In John 10, I am the door. In John 10, in John 10 again, I am the good shepherd. In John 11, I am the resurrection and the life. In John 14, I am the way and the truth and the life. And finally, in John chapter 15, I am the true vine. The Word is connected to God. In fact, the Word is God. That Word is connected to us. According to John 1 verse 4, In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. This word is connected to creation. Let there be light, and there was light. This word is connected to God. In fact, the word is God. And now, in great love, this word, this word, connects to us. And how does he do it? As light. A clock for Christmas isn't exactly the kind of gift that thrills a 15-year-old boy. But he will probably say, thank you, take it up to his bedroom, put it on his nightstand, and plug it in. There was no snooze button on this clock, so to silence it, you have to pick it up and throw it across the room multiple times. But you know, over time, you might become quite attached to that clock, 
because of its light, because it glowed in the dark. And let me tell you, when your room is dark, your best friend is light. All of us know about dark rooms, loneliness, depression, shame, guilt, emptiness, anger, cancer, and death. Sooner or later, they sneak into the room and it becomes, and it becomes dark, very dark. Then, just when we don't expect him, the prince of darkness shows up, points his accusing finger at us, mocking our feeble discipleship, our failed relationships, and our failed attractions. But when you're in the dark, you have light. John chapter 1, verse 5 says, The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. The darkness has not overcome this light. Notice the verb shines. The verb is a present tense verb. John does not write the light shone or the light will shine. No, John writes the light shines in the darkness. In your darkness, in your deep darkness, in your darkest hours of life, this light shines. And the darkness has not understood it, the darkness has not overcome it, according to John. With those last words, John prepares us for Good Friday. Talk about a dark day. Nails and blood and sweat, tears, darkness. Three hours of darkness and then death. Three days later, though, the light shines, present tense, shines. The darkness will not overcome Jesus. The darkness will never overcome you. And why is that? Because we have God's Word. John chapter 14, verse 2 says, In my Father's house are many rooms. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And later he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. In this world, Jesus says, You will have tribulation. But be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Press into God's Word. Press hard into God's Word. When fears appear, say, but God said this. When doubts arise, say, but God said this. When guilt overwhelms, say, but God said this. Search God's Word like you are searching for a great treasure. Once you find a pearl, grasp it, trust it. The account goes of a pastor who once was delayed by a a, a, um, storm of snow. His flight to Chicago was delayed, so they landed at the exact time that his flight to St. Louis was scheduled to leave. And as they taxied toward the gate, he says, I was checking the time, thinking about plan B, preparing to call his wife, grumbling about my bad break. Then over the loudspeaker, a word. The word said, this is the pilot. I know many of you have tight connections. Relax, you'll make them. We're holding your planes. So 
I scrapped plan B, I didn't call my wife, I quit checking the time, and I relaxed when I got off the plane. And I marched with assurance through the concourse while other people were in panic mode. But not me. The pilot had given his word. And God has given his to you. It is a word connected to creation and connected to God. All so he can be forever connected to you. Connected to you as the light that that shines, present tense, shines in your darkness. So slow down. Take a deep breath. There's no need to panic. God says, you have my word. And what an awesome word it is. And his name is Jesus. Amen. This time we gather our tithes and offerings. We're happy that you're joining us this evening for worship. We are a community of believers in Jesus Christ who seek to love God with all of our heart with all of our mind and with all of our soul. We have a deep desire that all should come to the saving knowledge of the truth of Jesus as Lord. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. Here in the Advent season, as we get ready for the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, We have three Advent services this week and the next two Wednesdays, culminating in a Christmas Eve service as a children's service at 7 p.m. on Christmas Eve and then again Sunday, Christmas Day at 10 a.m. We ask you, invite you to worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. and join us for Bible class and Sunday school on Sunday mornings at 8.45. There's also opportunities for Bible worship during the week uh, the men's men meet at Wednesday mornings in the chapel, and there are a number of ladies' Bible studies around the area. Please contact the church office for more information. We now return to our worship service. Please rise for prayer. Heavenly Father, hear us as we praise you for the beauty and power of your word. Not one word of all the good promises that the Lord made has failed. Your word is trustworthy and true. Grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Your word endures forevermore. My word will not return to me empty. Your work works in always doing what it says. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word shines in darkness. And the darkness will not overcome it. Heavenly Father, we slow down and we take a deep breath. There is no need to panic. All things are working for good and for your glory. And we know this because we have your word. 
And his name is Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. John writes his gospel so that we may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing we may have life in his name. Go forth in his name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for in his name you have life, abundant life, joyful life, eternal life. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. The closing hymn is Hark the Glad Sound, hymn 349, hymn 349. 